0: our brainwaves mimic sound waves to impact our mood and sleep? Tune in to find out only here on the People Scientist podcast. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast for episode 84, where every week I arm us with some scientific evidence so we can all be a little bit smarter and healthier every week. How has your week been? If you celebrated Thanksgiving last week, how was it? I hope it was a wonderful and peaceful time for you. And today, I hope that I can start or end your day off with some fun and interesting science. For this week's episode, I'm going to share some science with you on a topic I find really interesting, and that is how particular beats or sounds called auditory beat stimulation may impact our brainwave frequencies, and how listening to these beats or oscillating sounds may therefore impact our mood, sleep, or memory. I got this idea from a conversation I was having with my brother and thought it would be a fun topic to cover. So as we always do, let's start off with some core takeaways. We know that sound can have a pretty big impact on how we feel, right? The right song can make us feel energized or feel really relaxed, or we may just not like a song at all. I think music and sound can be very powerful. Back in episode 1 or 53, I talked a little bit about how music and dance can impact our brain reward pathways, dopamine levels, and how they can help motivate and increase our positive mood. But in today's episode, I want to talk about particular beats or sounds that oscillate, meaning sounds that move up and down as if we were riding on a wave or swaying in a hammock or on a swing. I think naturally this type of rhythmic oscillation of going up and down can be very calming to us and something as humans we have just always done throughout the centuries to bring about relaxation. What is interesting is that it appears we can mimic this type of rocking oscillation wave motion in music and sound waves as well. Some evidence suggests that sound oscillation can bring about calmness and reduce stress and perceived pain. For example, think of the Buddhist monk or the Om chants. Let me play you a small audio clip of what I mean. Do you hear the rhythmic wave of the sound? Well, in today's episode, I will talk about the different types of sounds and the beats or oscillations and what the neuroscience behind these sounds and how they may impact us. We have different brain waves or brain frequencies, and some evidence suggests that when we listen to these types of oscillating sound waves, that our brain frequencies may start to match the oscillations of the sounds we are hearing. And this may benefit in regard to sleep and reducing anxiety. Now, let's get into the details. So, can sound waves impact our brain frequencies? It's possible. First, let's talk briefly about our brain frequencies. We can measure these with a tool called an EEG. You may have seen pictures of people with a bunch of electrodes on their head, This is an EEG and it is considered non-invasive. Similar to an EKG or ECG, you may have had an EKG or an ECG to assess your heart health where they put different electrodes on your feet, on your chest, for example. And an EEG is similar in that it assesses our brain electrical activity. we have common brain waves or brain brain frequencies that include beta, alpha, theta, and delta brain waves. For example, when we are awake, with our eyes open, the beta waves, the fastest, smallest waves, are dominant. Imagine these waves going up and down quickly, like a bunny rabbit hopping up and down. Forner Phillips this year, and many other studies, published findings that in individuals battling with anxiety, depression, or in those that are struggling, ruminating on negative things, they tended to have alterations in their beta and alpha brain frequencies in certain brain regions during different tasks. In contrast, expert meditators like Buddhist monks tend to have more prominent delta wave frequencies. Delta waves are prominent when we are in deep sleep, in deep meditation or deep relaxation. These are lower frequencies and the largest waves. Delta and theta are more prominent during these times of relaxation. So imagine that these delta waves are like a large blue whale slowly swimming along the large waves of the, of the big vast ocean. Or think of that ohm chant I played at the beginning of the episode. So we may want more theta and delta when trying to sleep and relax, but someone may desire more alpha or beta waves in certain brain regions when trying to stay alert and studying, for example. So it is thought that listening to particular beats or oscillations of sounds with particular frequencies may impact our brain frequencies too. So how does it do this? Well, some scientists believe that the sounds we listen to may drive neural oscillations at the beat frequency. What does that mean? Our brain frequencies might somewhat mimic the sound waves that we are listening to. For example, picture listening to short wave sounds that go up and down quickly. This would mimic beta waves, which are most prominent when we are wide awake. In contrast, lower, deeper sounds with large waves, like the monk's low om chant, would more closely mimic the delta waves, which are more prominent during deep sleep. Bernardi, in 2017, in the journal Scientific Reports, conducted a clinical trial in 20 people and observed what they called toning, which is like humming, like the mantra or the om chanting. And when individuals did this om chanting or toning, they exhibited some benefits, such as slowed breathing breathing slowed heart rate, and induced relaxation. Gao, in 2018, in the journal Scientific Reports, recruited several Buddhist monks that routinely practiced meditation and low-frequency chanting. The scientists performed several brain imaging and brain frequency analyses on the monks. The scientists noted, for example, a significant increase in delta wave frequencies while the monks chanted in their low tone. Delta waves are more prominent during deep sleep, and are thought to be necessary for relaxation and good sleep. It is interesting that their low-level chanting increased these delta waves despite their being awake. Remember, the delta waves are like the big blue whale in the ocean, riding the waves slowly and calmly. This increase in delta waves with the chanting could be due to their advanced meditative practice, but it is also speculated that the low-level chanting itself could be at play here too. I did an episode all about the neuroscience of meditation in episode 71, so I encourage you to go back and give that one a listen if you haven't yet. Another study by Harn in 2018 was conducted in which scientists asked the participants to do the Ohm chant for 30 minutes while having their brain frequencies measured by EEG. The scientists noted increases in theta wave power. Now theta is somewhat similar to the delta waves as they are important in relaxation. So if we listen to, or even ourselves, sing a low-level, oscillating sound that goes up and down, our brainwaves might just mimic that too. Fang in 2017 combined together 20 clinical trials and concluded that listening to relaxing, slowly oscillating music was able to significantly improve sleep for individuals living with insomnia. Now, is it because of the sound waves impacting the delta brainwaves directly? or indirectly, it's very possible. Antony in the journal Sleep in 2017 used oscillating music sounds to manipulate brain frequencies or sleep spindles in individuals during a 90 minute nap. The scientists recruited 32 people and provided an oscillating wave of white noise versus constant white noise. The scientists noted a significant impact on brain electrical activity with the oscillating white noise. The 12 hertz waves, for example, slowed the sleep spindles, and 15 hertz waves increased them. This is very interesting because it could be related to memory consolidation during sleep. If you recall back in episode 61, I talk about how during sleep our brain can replay our day's events, and this is when consolidation of our memories into long-term memory storage happens during naps or sleeps. Well, this study suggests that slow oscillating sounds during sleep or a nap may impact our sleep spindles and memory consolidation. How cool is that? So, if someone is at risk for memory loss, or if someone is simply trying to enhance their memory, for example, studying for an exam, perhaps listening to certain oscillating waves of sound during sleep could have benefit. There is some evidence on other types of sounds and beats, too. Specifically, there are two types of auditory beat stimulations, monaural and binaural. Now monaural means that we are perceiving the same frequency in each ear, and this is the most common type of sounds we hear. It's the sound I played for you at the beginning of the episode. Now binaural beat stimulation is newer and more trendy right now. It is more complex and unique. Binaural beats involve us hearing two different tones or frequencies in each ear. So in one ear, we may be hearing a frequency of 140 hertz, and in the other ear, for example, we could hear 120 hertz. What happens is, eventually, we start to perceive the frequency that is the difference between the two, which here would be 20 hertz. It is almost like we are hearing an illusion of the sound in addition to the other frequencies that we're hearing. We hear a frequency that doesn't really exist. It's like seeing the absence of something. The binaural beat is often described as being subjectively located inside the head and is understood to be modulated at the level of the brainstem in the superior olivary nuclei, whereas the monaural beats that we typically hear seem to be modulated or controlled by our ears. For me personally, when I looked up on YouTube just some examples of binaural beat stimulation and listened to it, it actually hurt my ears and gave me a bit of a headache that lasted about 15 minutes, and I tried it a few times over different days, and every time it did the same thing to me. So if you're interested in hearing some of these binaural beat stimulations, you can simply just look it up on YouTube or Google it. I have heard individuals or scientists say in clinical trials that listening to these binaural beat stimulation in headphones is best, as opposed to listening to it without headphones. So are binaural beats superior to regular oscillating minoral sounds? Let's look at some evidence. A really well-designed study was conducted by Perez and Neuro this year. The scientists compared monaural and binaural beats in humans. They noted that binaural beats elicited cross-frequency connectivity patterns in the brain, which is pretty cool. But these binaural beats were not as effective as monaural beats were in training the cortex of the brain. In this particular study, the participants did not describe any change in mood when they were listening to the different beats. So what this means is that both monaural and binaural beats may be interesting in the context of brain activity patterns... And one may be better than the other in different ways. But right now, it's too early to say. This year, in the Journal of Endourology, scientists recruited nearly 400 men prior to an operation to see if listening to binaural oscillating beats could reduce their anxiety and reduce their stress about the operation and if it could reduce their perceived pain. So 10 minutes prior to the procedure, Patients were asked to either listen to binaural beats with headphones, in one ear they heard 210 hertz, and in the other ear they heard 200 hertz, with a difference of 10 hertz between the two, and the other groups also wore headphones and listened to Mozart's classical music or no music at all. Their anxiety scores were assessed based on questionnaires. And for example, anxiety dropped the most with the binaural beat stimulation. Their anxiety scores decreased by 6.07 points just from listening to the binaural beats. whereas the classical music group dropped by 4.87 points, and the no music group dropped by only 0.48 points. So both the binaural and classical music groups seem to have a good benefit on reducing anxiety levels before the procedure but the binaural beats may have been a bit better than the classical music. So this study is an example that if prior to a surgical procedure, individuals were asked to listen to oscillating sound waves, and in this particular scenario, binaural oscillating sound waves, that it could potentially reduce anxiety and reduce perceived pain. What is interesting, though, is the tolerance only 77% of the men tolerated listening to the binaural beats, whereas 94% tolerated the classical music. The scientists wrote that binaural beats may sound different, meaningless, and maybe even disturbing to listeners at first. Therefore, some patients may be unable to tolerate it, hence the 77% tolerance rate. And they think that that was the major reason for the lower tolerance in the binaural beats group versus the classical music group. I know for me, as I said earlier in the episode, the first couple of times I listened to binaural beats, it gave me a bit of a headache and it hurt my ears, which is interesting. I'm curious as to why that exactly happens, and there really isn't any strong evidence to look into why that happens to individuals. But I did not listen to the binaural beats on the headphones, and perhaps that's why. Perhaps if we listen to it with headphones, it may be a bit better perceived, but I suppose it's not for everyone. Okay, how about another clinical trial? Garcia Argabay in 2019 in the journal Psychological Research conducted a meta-analysis that pulled together 22 different clinical trials in order to understand if binaural beat could impact cognition, feelings of anxiety, or perceived pain the scientists noted a medium effect size, meaning that binaural beats may indeed have a partial benefit on all these things listed. The scientists also suggest that listening prior to a procedure or prior to a task, listening to the binaural beats would be more beneficial and effective, as opposed to listening to it just during the task. So perhaps there is something to binaural beats and the oscillation of sounds that they may produce. But the data is still in its infancy, and scientists are continuing to learn more. Remember that not everyone is able to tolerate binaural beats and sounds in the beginning. So if this is something that you are curious about or that you want to try, try listening to it at a low volume for a short period of time first to see how you feel. So that is a wrap, my people-scientist army. Auditory beat stimulations, brainwaves, mood, and sleep. I think it is such a fascinating topic how sound, beats, and rhythms can impact our brain frequencies and how we may feel. Is it possible that our brain frequencies can be impacted by certain sounds or oscillations of sounds that we listen to? Yes, I think it is possible. Some scientists have generated evidence that suggests what makes certain sounds, beats, or music relaxing is the oscillation of the waves in the sound. And that in some cases, our brain waves may mimic those oscillations or sound waves. Remember, the delta deep sleep waves are like a big blue whale riding a large, huge wave slowly up and down. And those are the kind of waves we want when we are trying to relax, de stress, and have a good deep sleep. If we listen to the same kind of wave sound that is slowly oscillating deep sounds, it is possible that our brainwaves may mimic this and therefore help us feel less stressed. This, as a result, may impact feelings of anxiety. And some clinical evidence also suggests that it could impact our sleep spindle frequency and therefore our memory consolidation. Very cool, isn't it? If you happen to give it a try, let me know how it goes for you. And hopefully a lot more evidence will come out on this topic and that I will be able to share it with you in the future. But I always love looking at these cool different techniques or brain hacks, so to speak, on things that we can add to our everyday life or routine in order to bring about better mental health, happiness, and better well-being in general. So if you happen to give it a try and you try listening to some relaxation music with that slow oscillating wave sound, let me know how it goes for you. Make sure to follow me on social media where every week I post some studies that I mention in the episodes. And I also like to share little extra tidbits of information on the week's topic throughout the week. If you by chance want to buy me a coffee to say thanks for the episode, then I've provided a couple of links in the description box so that you may be able to do that. And I thank you so much in advance. I hope you all have an awesome and healthy week, and I look forward to meeting you back here the same time and same place next week on the People Scientist podcast. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates.